awful. I am not in my typical place. Um, but we'll go ahead and just get started. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Happy week three. Fall is in uh, full swing here. And I think we had a lot a lot of uh, unfortunate events occur. Um, obviously, not just for football. I mean, fantasy football. Like uh, injuries always suck in general for the players themselves and the teams. Um, but man, it feels like everyone suffered a little bit. So, riding a little bit solo on this episode, uh, just because we had to do this over lunch for this recording. And yeah, you'll get to hear me and hopefully it's not doesn't sound awful on the recording i tested it it should be fine anyways um yeah i mean we gotta just start off with the injuries off the bat so um let's talk about i mean we started off right away on thursday night football uh with cj ozoma for the Bengals. uh tearing his Achilles. So he's done for the season. It wasn't like a good sign for the rest of the week. That's like super unfortunate. Um, obviously Burrow was looking to be at least in solid enough that Uzoma would have provided some value in fantasy uh, at your tight end spot or um, in the flex. Either way, it just started off rough. And then let's just go down the list here of injured Injured players that either were injured in-game, before the game, something like that. Okay, um, Devontae Adams, Raheem Mostert, Jimmy Garoppolo, Cortland Sutton, Paris Campbell, A.J. Brown, Sterling Shepard, David Montgomery, Drew Locke, Jerry Judy, Cam Akers, Tevin Coleman, Brashad Perriman, Devin, I mean, Dawson Knox, Daryl Williams. The list just keeps going. Like, so many injuries. This week, I don't know if I remember a week being this bad for injuries, and it's just unfor like such a bummer. And then obviously, obviously the big two that really sting: Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is probably going to come back at some point this season, but it's been very vague right now. <clears throat> Multiple weeks, I think anywhere, seen some reports of four to six weeks. And then Saquon Barkley towards ACL, he's done for the season. There, there have been cases um, where players return within like six months, five months. Uh, I forget, uh, the player's escaping me right now, but uh, one of the pitchers in baseball returned after like six, five, five, six months. Uh, with the, the 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 way that contact football is, like the Giants are probably not they're not going to be in playoff contention, even if Saquon was was healthy by week fourteen fifteen. There's no point in bringing him back and risking further injury at that point of the season. So he's effectively done, and at that point, your fantasy football season's done. I mean, there's like a slim chance. That unfortunately for Kelly, uh, 
like a, a couple of big uh, injuries on her roster. Um, yeah, you're, you're talking week 14, your fantasy season's over at that point. Like you're maybe if you sneak into the playoffs and then what type of production you're expecting anyways, it's like let's not even understand that conversation. That season <clears throat> is done. So really big bummer for pretty much everyone across the board. Um, obviously with Michael Thomas gone already for a couple of weeks, uh, Fireball's team is looking extra rough, but now Kelly's suffered quite a bit of that uh, injury bug as well. Um, I can't imagine that not having a preseason didn't impact this in some capacity. Um, so you think about even just a couple of quarters over the course of two, three weeks in the preseason, playing against other teams, because there's you're never going to simulate a a live action game, a real game with you can have as many practices as you as you want. Players aren't really going for it that hard because they know that you need each other for the season. And even if you do go extra hard, it still does not simulate live game actions against another team that has their own playbook, that has all of that stuff. I don't need to preach to y'all here. You you all know what, what, what it's all about. Uh, I think the more surprising thing is that we were kind of anticipating these injuries uh, last week to open off the season. You don't hope for it, but my money is on potentially weeks three and four, seeing a few more, maybe not, certainly I don't think to the extent that this week occurred, uh, but just a little bit, probably can anticipate some more injuries um, to some key players here. Which again, we we all kind of thought like, okay, what happens if a team contracts COVID, which is still a thing that's possible, it's still a possibility. I think the leagues have mostly figured out how to do this in a relatively safe way um some some staff members on a couple of teams uh <clears throat> tested positive but so far we're pretty much clear on players uh and the injury bug it's the actual regular injuries that are kind of throwing the season here for a loop so maybe it levels out over the next couple of weeks, um, but truly, this season more so than it's always the case, right? Whoever stays the healthiest and has the best performance, like that, typically bodes well for your fantasy season. If your your players stay stay healthy, but usually you have like a good waiver pickup or some rookie that just goes off, or someone that goes in the late rounds that provides you like top five pick uh, value throughout the season, but. It's really going to come down to who can stay the healthiest. Who can stay the healthiest and who can remain the healthiest towards the end of the season. So I feel like it's double-sided. You either stay healthy and then right at the end some injuries hurt you and you're done even if you made the playoffs. Or maybe everyone gets healthy towards the second half, but is it too late at that point? I don't know. I don't know. Right now, the uh, <clears throat> in my opinion, the teams that are in the biggest trouble of all the 0-2 teams, because we have four 0-2 teams, 
Shelby, MJ, Kelly, and Fireball. Kelly and Fireball are probably in <clears throat> the biggest holes that I don't know how they get out of this 0-2. Another rough week for MJ. But, I mean, again, those injuries. Like, McCaffrey, that one, that one sucks for him. Um, David Johnson came back to earth a little bit. Or a lot of bit, actually, after last week's uh, week one's performance. Will Fuller didn't put up any points for him. But he was also playing hurt. So, again, injuries. And then Jay and Stefan put up the best weeks. Stefan, hey, congrats to you, my guy. Giving you shit for all of eternity, and you put up... Probably one of your best seasons you've ever had in this league. 43 points from Aaron Jones. A bunch of 15-pointers from pretty much across down your entire lineup. Only your defense scored in the single digits. It's a pretty good week. Pretty good week. There's no way that Jason was going to win that matchup. Regardless... Um, but honestly, I mean, could still turn it around a little bit, but that's tough. Um, Shelby, I totally get where, where she was going with that, uh, the Brandon Ayuk start against the Jets. The Jets are so bad. They are so, so bad. I, if anyone on your rosters have the Jets coming up, I mean, I get where she was going with this one. Start them. Start them. Start everyone who is playing against the Jets because that team is bad, and they're going to get torn up all season long. Uh, however, starting Ayuk over John Brown or Keenan Allen, a little bit questionable, I think, but I totally get where it was like. I potentially would have done that too, so I can't give her too much of a hard time. I know Stefan didn't love it, but <clears throat> I mean, that's that's Stefan's game, right? Giving Shelby a hard time for all of eternity. Um, but Shelby's got some good some good pieces that she can move around via trade if she needs to. So I wouldn't be super concerned about that 0-2 start just yet. I don't think it's time for her to panic, nor uh, MJ... <clears throat> MJ's a little bit closer because CMC hurts, but he will be back this season. So he just he's just got to stay like stay alive a little bit um, coming up. But let's see, he's got Cody coming up. Came back to Earth a little bit this week. Um, kind of really lucked out against Kelly with the injuries, um, and then Stefan, which again he got his good week, but we'll see if this is sustainable. And then Zach, then Kelly. Then Ryan, so that's like his next five, five six weeks. And for Shelby, we're looking at Stefan this week, which, oh boy, we'll talk about that matchup in a little bit because uh, Slack's about to be popping, the two biggest shit talkers in the league, um, which I love it. We love to see it. Uh, so she's got Stefan, then Jay, then Cody, then Zach, then Jason. 
it's not a super easy schedule, but she can pick up some wins along the way. So wouldn't be too worried there. For Kelly, on the other hand, it's not looking great. You got to play Ryan this week, which with all those injuries, that's probably a loss. Uh, then you get Jason next week, which both of you will see where they are. But Jason's playing Zach this week, if I'm not mistaken, and that's probably another loss. So J- there you go. Fireball starting 0-3. Then is, then's got Kelly. Then Kelly plays uh, Rock after that, then MJ, then myself. There's a little bit of room here to turn around, but it's not looking great. It's not looking great. <clears throat> Same thing with Fireball. Zach, Kelly, myself, Ben, Shelby. It's going to be kind of rough. But we'll see. We'll see. We were trying to get uh, Adam Rock on, on the lunch call here, but unfortunately his call went late. and It's a lunch podcast, so... Here we are, just hanging out. So, tough week for injuries. Truly a tough week for injuries. But I, I, I anticipate a lot of trades. That waiver, that waiver wire is going to be hectic. If you have anyone, anyone that you have an eye on, make sure you have a plan B and a plan C because everyone is picking up players. Everyone's looking for something. We're, we're kind of like... I'm not going to give away, like, give up who everyone should pick up because obviously then someone's going to grab them. But we'll see how it goes there. I think Jason has a <clears throat> picked up quite a few running backs last week when he knew he was done. That he might have some trade pieces because they're just sitting on his roster with Michael Thomas on the IR and no kicker in his lineup. Which we'll have to do something about. I don't know if we can let that fly for three weeks in a row. You gotta have a you gotta have a kicker. Fireball, start a kicker. Otherwise, we might start considering uh, limiting roster positions or how many how many players in one position you can have on your roster. It's I, I get it. That's a strategy thing. And if he was, uh, we'll bring him on at some point this season to. Explain because I know it's a strategy and it's legitimate. If if the league hasn't talked about it and there's no rules against it, it's a strategy. And he's positioning himself to potentially get some trades in and, and put himself back in contention. I totally get that. As for distribution of those players for the rest of the league, okay, there's a different argument you can have there as well. And it's a legitimate one too that I pos- uh, stand on, but... Uh, I don't know. It'll be tough. It will be tough. So let's go through the matchups here real quick. Uh, we I know we've talked about them a little bit, and at least in terms of how the injuries went and how they impacted everyone. But uh, let's see, at least for McCaffrey, he had already had twenty two, almost twenty three points by the time he left the game. Um, so I don't know if it's not enough points on MJ's bench across the positions that he needed to swap him for to have beat Jay this week. 
at 147 points. And the only other team he would have beat with those points that didn't also lose was Cody. So, But even then, MJ didn't fall into the top six, technically, of scores. So if we were doing like a top six, get a win on top of the head-to-head, still wouldn't have gotten a win. So uh, that's just unfortunate there. Jay obviously had a great week from, from Cam, went off, Nick Chubb. Kind of a really good week for Cleveland running backs. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both with their 20-plus points despite them splitting the backfield time a little bit. That's kind of like the best-case scenario that you could hope for when you have kind of a running back by committee situation on any team. Eckler gave him solid points. Mike Gesicki kind of went off. I think this is probably going to be one of those situations where my like he has just good week. Just happened to be a really good week. I don't think that's sustainable. Marquise Brown, kind of a slow game, but that'll happen, I think. I think Marquise Hollywood will be fine uh, with Baltimore. Plus, you got that Kansas City Monday night football matchup coming up. That's going to be a high-scoring game. That's going to be a good one, so I wouldn't be too worried about him. And then 13, 14, 27 points combined from his defense and, and kicker. That's Again, just had a really solid week. And then moving on to Ben, our defending champion, and Zach. Ben is now back in first place, so uh, defending champion here is not having a uh, championship hangover at all so far. Uh, 139 points. Zach failed to break 100 points this week. Um, but again, Devontae Adams left the game, and then Julio Jones Also had a pretty slow week. Devin Singletary didn't score a lot. Todd Gurley didn't do much. Mark Andrews didn't do anything. AJ Green didn't do anything. These are players that I think will bounce back, so I wouldn't be too worried if I was Zach, and I'm sure he's not panicking. But Ben, Ben's on a roll here. And I don't think it's anyone that's heavily carrying this team right now. Tyreek Hill, 19 points. Solid, but not like he put up a 25-pointer. Mari Cooper, 13. Solid. Edwards Hilaire. Solid. Like He's going to be... He's going to get better throughout the season, so he's solid there. Melvin Gordon gave him decent, decent, pretty good production as well. Calvin Ridley. That's crazy. He's got Tyreek Hill, Mari Cooper, Calvin Ridley. All pretty much wide receiver ones. Even though I was pretty low on the Dallas offense. Mari Cooper still put up 13 points. So Ben's got wide receivers here to spare a little bit. Um, I imagine he might need some running back help at some point. At some point. But we'll see. Both had about an equal amount of points left on the bench. So, again, that matchup wouldn't have been anything. And then Stefan, again, congrats. Had a great week. Uh, see if he can keep this up. 
don't think we need to talk about Fireball. Unfortunate. Same thing with Cody and Kelly. Cody edged that one out. What, Cody would have lost the majority of teams this season. Um, but he's 2-0. He kind of lucked out with that Kelly matchup. So That's all it is. You position yourself in the week. And then Shelby and Adam. This one was a little bit of a tough one because Allen Robinson had a slow game. Um, Zach Ertz had a little bit of a slow game as well. Uh, the, the only one that's like, I guess, kind of hurts or you would have potentially switched out is, uh, again, Ayuk. But we already talked about that. Like, I start everyone against the Jets. So I totally get where that one was going. But, man, 62 points on the bench still. still hurts. 68, I'm sorry. I misread that. 68.2. Shelby's got a solid team here, I think. It's just putting, getting the right player started at the right time. and It'll work out eventually, I think. But 0-2, an unfortunate start for my preseason champion there. And then Adam, 2-0. Kind of... Uh, Quietly just getting a couple of wins here. Obviously, he loved great matchup against uh, Fireball last week. So pretty much almost everyone would have gotten a win there. Um, again, good fortune with the Shelby matchup. However, coming up in week three, this is where things get interesting, I think. So Ben and Adam go head-to-head. The, the Yahoo matchups have Adam favored, favorited, and obviously this is all before wire, uh, waiver wire moves and stuff, but that's a five-point swing. So minus five for Adam. Favorite there. I think Yahoo's got that wrong. I think Ben's going to put up your solid 120, um, which Adam could potentially meet, but... We'll see. It'll be tough. That's a that's a good one. I like that one because that's that's pretty much the matchup to watch for the week because you have uh, two two and O's. So one of them for sure are going to get their first loss. And then you have Stefan and Shelby. That is going to be just grab your popcorn, y'all. Grab your popcorn and just look at the slack. Because Stefan's starting to, trying to get started already. It's going to be hilarious. So I got Ben on that first matchup. I'm going to go, and I'm going to go with Shelby this week. I know I went Shelby two weeks in a row now and haven't gotten the wins there, but she's going to pull it off this one. Steph, Stefan's going to come down, way down back to earth. Congrats on your huge week. He's going to come back to earth a little bit. No one's going to put up 40 points again. Robinson will bounce back against Atlanta. Ertz will have a bounce back week against Cincinnati. A lot of tougher matchups for Stefan. Pittsburgh, Seattle, Denver. Denver's fine for Mike Evans. That should be good enough points. Philly, New Orleans for Aaron Jones. Uh... I mean, obviously, New Orleans just lost last night. 
He gave up 30, what, 31 points? Still, it's not like Josh uh, Jacobs completely went off against the Saints, so... Jonu Smith against Minnesota. That one potentially does get you some points there. Um, but then DJ Moore against the Chargers. I don't know about that one. Um, and then the Rams against Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to have a field day. That offense is solid, so it's going to be tough. Yeah, I'm going to go with Shelby. And then we have... Ryan and Kelly. I mean, at this point, unless Kelly makes some big changes, she's she's in for a couple of weeks here. Potentially, we're, we're talking about potentially here an 0-5 start, which would be super rough. <laughs> super rough, unfortunately. Finally got her back in the league and going to start off like that. Um, to Ryan's, honestly, to Ryan's uh, delight. Doesn't have too much injury concerns. Staying relatively healthy. It's an, I think it's an easy win for Ryan that week. Don't really know what else to say there. Same thing with Zach and, and Jason. Another relatively easy week for, for Zach. Uh, and then MJ against Cody. I think this is the week that MJ finally bounces back to. Uh, so I think both Shelby and MJ bounce back, uh, get their first wins finally. And then when it comes to myself against Jay, that one's a little bit of a tougher matchup for me. I don't know if A.J. Brown is completely healthy. Um, obviously, Sterling Shepard hurts a little bit. Um, I think Chark, DJ Chark, uh, got hurt, got banged up a little bit, so we'll see if he even plays. Uh, Watkins also left the game this past weekend, but at least he have until Monday night, so he might be back. I don't know. Uh, Cam Akers... Hopefully, luckily it's not. It doesn't sound like it was a broken rib or anything, so hopefully it's fine, but probably wouldn't start him against Buffalo anyways. Um, yeah, and on Jay's side, same thing as him, him, Ryan, and, and Ben. Completely healthy th teams, so I think those are probably, moving forward, our top three dogs. And then everyone else, like, who can get those final three spots? But it's only week two, only answering week three. It's way too early to be talking about that stuff. So we'll see how uh, the rest of the season plays out. But um, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have a rough start here. I think I'm gonna go one and three. I mean one and two. I think Jay Jay beats me. Stays undefeated. But. The trade, I think the trade moves and trades after the waivers go through on Wednesday. So by the time you're hearing this podcast, I think we will start seeing the trade action happen. Obviously, I'm already shopping a little bit. Travis Kelsey a little bit. Kind of need, even though I have Kamara, I really don't have anyone on the running back situation besides him. Um, I like Caper. I like Cam Akers for the rest of the season, but 
I, I think I need someone else. And Tariq Cohen, despite getting that big contract, just dud. And I, I don't trust that Bears offense at all. It's so inconsistent. They put up two solid quarters and then nothing. And I don't think it's going to get significantly better. But I'll make some moves. Long term, even even if I start one or two long term, I like I like the projections for my team. It thinks it's going to be fine. So we'll take it from there, and hopefully, again, fingers crossed that everyone stays healthy. No more injuries and start seeing the trades come through. Because otherwise, it's going to be like a three-person race if it continues at this rate and then we're done. And then we're done. Nobody likes that. Let's keep it interesting the rest of the way. So, relatively short episode this week. We'll be back with some guests next week. Uh, pod to make sure that you're... Paying, you're, you're you're available if anyone's available again obviously hit me up we'll get some more people on the podcast and i'll see y'all later peace